So here we are. This is part two of our listen through episode of Charlie and I's most recent album, Spiritus, A High Place. So this next track, I've I've never actually chatted to anyone about this. I, I found this um, on Tober and Dolchus. It's good. It's got a Shadi's archive. It's great. It's this this guy um, chatting. Can you remember the name of the man? Federer McKean Og. That's it. That's it. I yeah. don't know if the pronunciation was very good, but I tried. But see, he's basically the man in the song is it the it translates as my vision is blurred, and it's I think I'm probably saying this wrong, but it's Kaismol Air Molierson, and yeah, basically in the song he he shoots the factor who comes to collect the rent. Because it sounds like the factor was doing some not very nice things and stole stole their cooking pot and things like that. Kind of be stealing people's cooking pots. Well, it's, it's brilliant because <laughs> in the recording uh, he says, "Even in those days, it was illegal to shoot the factor." <laughs> Which I thought was great. Um, it's another song from Contail, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's another Contail song, and he he basically takes to the hill for seven years, and it's really sad. It's you know, it's only two lines and yet there's about sort of melody lines I should say but it's about 15 verse mm-hmm. first song and the lyrics are absolutely heartbreaking it's about regret isn't it about having shot the factor and having been yeah well essentially he like he has to just live out in the rain and look down at his house every night and he's you know living this sort of life of an outlaw and I, I actually don't know what happens in the end I can't remember if it resolves I don't know if the song actually says yeah, I'm not sure. From my feeling reading it at the time was that it was written while he was still up on the hill. So yeah, well, that was that's exactly it. But I don't know what happened after. <laughs> so anyway, this this is a a very powerful Gaelic melody that I just absolutely fell in love with.
So this next one, I think, is one of only two occasions on this record where it's more than one kind of tune or melody making up the track. Yeah, I guess that's our, our approach to a set of tunes. I think so. Um, and the first one is a, um, it's a song of Duncan Ben McIntyre's, isn't it? Yeah, Cory Eerdy, I think is the pronunciation yeah. of it. And I think it translates as the Misty Cory. Um, I think Duncan Ben McIntyre is a pretty legendary um, Gaelic poet. I think he's considered amongst the kind of greatest of them all. Um, and his biggest work is called, um, and most kind of well-known and well-remembered work, is called Molly Bendoran, which is in praise of Bendoran. Um, and he spent his life as a gamekeeper, I believe, in that neck of the woods um, and wrote a lot about the surrounding landscape. Um, well, apparently this this song I was told that was, it was connected to Glen Morriston, oh. which I thought was very interesting. So he, he was obviously travelling through there. Yeah. Because well, the story I had for it was that he um, heard for it, I should say, was that it was... It actually didn't specify a place right enough, but it was it, the lyrics of the song are about the neglect for the land after after communities had died out and stuff like that. And it's talking about this Misty Corrie as a place that was once full of life and people, but it's now just empty. Um, How cheery. <laughs> very cheery. Well, it's funny because it's quite a nice, you know, melodically, it's, yeah. it is, you know, relatively cheerful and things like that. So it's funny. Yeah. And the the tune, I should say, that we, we follow up with is another I came across um, on Tober and Dolchis. And you, there's a great search option where you can search place names or or people or any of these things. Yeah, and like places where, it, where the, the record was recorded, sort of thing. Exactly. And this one was from the 50s, I believe, 50s or 60s. Um, and I think it was Farrakhur McRae who's playing on mm-hmm. the fiddle. And I typed in Roshfin, which is uh, where my, my grandmother is from. And it doesn't have a name, and I've asked... Charlie McFarlane, of us, Angus Grant, all these sort of Le legends that I thought would know quite a lot of the melodies and nobody knew a name for it or if it came from a Gaelic song or anything. So, yeah, just know it as unknown at the moment. Mm-hmm. But also it's, it's, it's incredible as it's, a melody. It's one of the most beautiful tunes I've ever heard, actually. Yeah, it's a bit like... Um, completely fell in love with it again yeah. when I when I heard yeah. this actually. Well we'll give it give it another listen anyway. Thank you. 
Kukuri Asenche, that's the next one, isn't it? Yes. And this this was a great, great tune, actually. I, I was quite impressed when you found this one. So this song um, was actually quite local to me um, growing up in Achilty Bay because it's... Um, so Achilty Bay is on the very edge of Ross and Cromarty or Rosshire, which is kind of like, you know, a, a part of the Highlands or the Highland Council area, um, which is like how these things are technically divided. Um, and it neighbours Ascent, um, which is, you know, in Gaelic Ascentshire. Um, so this was written in the kind of, I believe, the late 19th century um, by a local bard who'd, who'd moved, who'd had to leave um, which is why it's, it's titled as Leaving Assen. And I can't remember where he went, but it was either Glasgow or Canada, I think. Um, broad, broad spectrum. Yeah, well, that's it. But, you know, I think equally, like, those distances probably felt about as alien at the time. But so, so it was lamenting Leaving Assen for a different, a different, you know, surroundings and world, world really. For anyone that knows that bit of Scotland, I mean, it's, the landscape there is literally breathtaking every single time. I mean, we, my mum's side of the family are from, from Ascent. And, you know, even going up as children, I remember seeing the sort of peak of Sylvan or, you know, uh, Stack Polly and these hills just totally breathtaking. And I feel yeah. this song really captures that beautifully. Yeah.
So next up, I think, is this is one of my favourites on on the album, I think. Yeah, well, you, you used, this is called Ian Glencoich, or Coich. Coich, I'm not sure. Well, I, I know it, well, Glencoich isn't far from where I grew up, mm-hmm. and I always knew it was Coich, but the Gaelic seems to be spelt sort of Coich. Yeah. Well, well, in, in, the, in the kind of Bible of these things in Anne Gillis's book, um, the the notes are um, it can't be sure what what Glencoich is referred to in this song um, could be in Tayside, Invernessshire, or so. right. Okay, so it might actually not be from Glencoich. Yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's 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 just a really really beautiful song. Yeah, it's good. It's.
So what's this? This is track number 12 now, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's another couple of tunes. Um, starts with another Pushed, um, which is the only reel on the album. Well, um, it's funny because I, I, I always knew this. I mean, I have heard it as a reel before, but I always knew it as a Strasbe. That sort of sort of. Yeah, you much know, more bouncy. Exactly. And, and you quite often get people will sing it then into a reel or into yeah. another push that's a reel. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just approached it straight from the reel, which I thought was nice. And it was it was cool to take something and add flow to the speed, if yeah. that makes sense. Because you're kind of smoothing it out, because the thing about it, if it's a Strass Bay, it's all very... it's very pointed, isn't it? And then we're just like... You know, it's just it really is a bit smoother. And that's kind of the difference, I suppose, between a Strass Bay and reel. And what I found amazing about this track was the faster we played it, the the more flow became of it, mm-hmm. and the more chilled out it sounded, which yeah. I thought was bizarre, and not always the case when you speed things up. I love that when you get that kind of, when that's, when speed can bring more of a calm it's a beautiful feeling thing. to it. Yeah. It's just like, it's because it feels really elastic, you know, it's like really like, oh, this is stretchy, the tune feels stretchy. Yeah, it's great. I remember trying to get out of this on the recording and feeling quite panicked because mm-hmm. you're going quite quick and you need to sort of wrap things up for going into the, yeah. the next tune, which is, what? what's the name of the, the last one again? Um, so it's called Churi in Rua. Again, apologies for the, the oh, bad it's, Gaelic it's pronunciation. It's the of, of Red Ian. Red Ian, that's right. And I think we're both connected to this tune in different ways. Well, I just heard this from a recording of my my grandmother, and we—I remember coming. I had heard her singing it before, but I remember coming across it not long before we went into the studio. I think it was actually our last rehearsal. Yeah. And I was just—we just played it as a warm-up, and mm-hmm. we just decided to put it on the end, didn't we? Yeah.
This one, Grigor Cree, um, is the one kind of solo-y, piano-y thing on here, I suppose, really. Yeah. Um, and I guess I've known this this song and its melody for, for quite a long time now, I suppose. Um, I, I learned it in that year that you and I were both at school together, Charlie, um, from, from Anna MacDonald from Tyree, who's a great pal and a great Gaelic singer and um, harpist and guitarist and many things. Also Potter and children's Gaelic television presenter now as well. She's um, quite multifaceted as Anna. Um, but I really, really love the way that she sings in Gaelic. I think it's just fantastic. We did quite a bit of you know, playing together, playing music together in that year we had in school and also in that first year after when both Anna and I moved down to Glasgow and kind of I lived halfway up the street and she lived at the bottom sort of thing. So we spent quite a lot of time hanging out and doing a bit of music and stuff like that. And she'd sing this song um, and, you know, accompany on piano. And it was just, this is fantastic. It's such a, a beautiful and powerful melody. Um, but I suppose I first heard it actually on the album that Martin Bennett made with his mum, Margaret Bennett. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a song cycle. Um, it's called the Glen Lyon Song Cycle. And they are both amazing people as well. Margaret Bennett is... Um, Dr. Margaret Bennett is a, a singer, musician, and folklorist and researcher and academic and just kind of... You know, all, all I think, round amazing person. Yeah, and really, really influential in kind of how tradition and traditional music has developed for for years. You know, and was in also you know in terms of where we sourced a lot of the other material for this record. Like, she was pretty influential in the kind of development of the School of Scottish Studies, um, which is the resource, the archive resource that so much of this tradition is kind of captured in, which is you know amazing. Um, and her son Martin was equally multifaceted and kind of boundary-pushing musician, really like, you know, I think most folk in doing stuff in traditional music have some sort of, like, story for the yeah. moment that they first heard his music. Exactly, yeah. or just some some moment of, like, how he directly inspired influenced, them. Yeah. Or um, influenced you, yeah, exactly. To- completely, like, he really unbelievably kind of seminal and fantastic and important human in the world um so you know like my first hearing of it was was this mother and son recording of it and then playing it with Anna so like it's it's quite kind of I don't know I, I really love it I suppose basically and it's also the the one point in the album where I Showcased as a harmonium player. Yep, that's it. My so one note. The wee drone of the harmonium, which is the pedal organ in the background, is Charlie. Um, and I'd, I'd also like to say this is the only track on the album really where we tried any sort of 
effects. Or, yeah, or exactly. Kind of processing. It's a bit more. We uh, kept everything else very acoustic based and very in the room, but mm. and we didn't add much to this, but it was just enough, I think, to give it a wee, a wee bit of color, which is lovely. Yeah. Maybe this is a good point, actually, coming up on this last track here, to mention the the title for the record and a bit of the thinking behind that. Yeah, absolutely. It was I came across it from a a list of uh, rare Gaelic words that somebody had shared with me, sort of words that are dying out. Mm-hmm. And this thing's biorichus that means to sort of reach a precipice or a high place, mm-hmm. or it, there's a sort of I've also heard it described as to mean religion in some some ways as well. Oh, right, really? Yeah. Um, 
So it's quite an interesting title anyway. I, I, and I, I really like it as a word. Yeah. And I like how it, I don't know, tied in with what we were trying to do, I think, a bit as well. We, that thing of, you know, pushing things quite to the edge of... Totally, of b- before it all falls apart. Exactly, because I feel that that happens quite a lot on this album, but in a really nice way. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of takes where it did just kind of fall apart, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is that thing of like pushing it as much as as you can in terms of playing freely and just trying to you know, be in the moment as much as possible, I suppose. Because yeah. you shared that list with me as well then, Charlie, and am I right that 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 the words Bjorkis came from, um, was it Trotternish Gaelic? I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I can't, I might be making that up, I'm not, or misremembering, I'm not sure. Um, but if that is the case, it's quite a nice tie-in with the, um, the cover photograph, um, which was actually taken by my dad. Oh, um, of course, yeah. On a New Year's Day in the early 80s, I think. He, at the time, he was... He worked on a salmon fishing at Ilornsey in Sky on the Isle of Skye, and um, so was living over there at, in that in that time. And so the photo is of Skye. I think him and a couple of pals went and took a bit of a walk on New Year's Day. I'm not sure if they were walking off a bit of a hangover or what, but sure. likely. Um, but yeah, and I think it just you know that aside, like the place aside, them both because Trotternish is also on Skye, like. I think just the thing of, you know, it being a precipice, it all did tie together not too badly. This last one, though, was actually written in Glasgow by a man called Neil McLean, who That's right, yeah. was known as the Govan Bard. So that bit of along the Clyde there. Um, and it's called um, Movaher, which translates as my mother. And it's just a very nice song dedicated to his mum. And it's, which, there's something very heartwarming about it isn't there and yeah you know we've both heard recordings of it growing up and mm-hmm. the one that springs to mind for me is, is Angus Grant on his Highland Fiddle album and it's yeah it's nice I think for us as well to sort of dedicate that to our mums that yeah. you know there's something about being adults in the world and and um putting something out there you know it's like the classic thing of people getting the Grammy and being like and I just want to say a shout out to my mum <laughs> and I'm not saying that this is, this is like, far from a this is yeah, like, but, like a hundred rungs removed but however it nice is thing. something that we're proud of and there's something quite nice to sort of say like hey mum this is like a thing do you yeah. know what I mean yeah oh totally it's, it's quite sweet isn't it yeah um, and and yeah, I think it's it's just quite a sweet way to to kind of close the album, I yeah, suppose. And we really. we tied a lot with the idea of putting this on here actually because it is slightly different to the rest of it's pretty the album. It's more kind of like straight up, like kind of traditional music, I suppose. Exactly. It's less like esoteric and floaty, but um, but I think it's nice to do something which just connects to that side of things a little bit. And more. we just we love it as a melody, so why not? play something that brings us joy. Totally.
So that's it, our entire album. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. It was a really lovely thing to make over the course of 2021. And I think both Charlie and I are extremely happy and proud of how the album turned out. If you've liked what you've heard, our music is available on Bandcamp and all streaming services. To listen to some more of our music or to subscribe to us on Bandcamp if you'd like to support the work we're doing, all of the information about that can be found on our website, which is www.cgjpmusic.com. As always, a huge and very grateful thank you to our funders, the Marcus Trust, Britain Peers Arts and Creative Scotland, as well as to our producer, Owen Sinclair. On the next episode of Taking Note in a Fortnight's Time, we'll be joined by Nikki Murray. Nikki is a good friend of both Charlie and I's, and he's a fantastic singer, songwriter and multi-instrumentalist. So we do hope you'll join us then. Thanks and bye for now. Mm-hmm.